Welcome to this Market Commentator podcast. It's my weekly podcast where I speak to leading investment professionals. My name is Raik van My guest today is Nasmira Mula. She's Head of Investments at Investec Asset Management. Nasmira, thank you for joining me. COVID-19 is causing havoc on most world markets. On Thursday, last week, the US markets dropped by more than 3% and it follows the Federal Reserve's emergency rate cut, uh, a significant rate cut. What do you make of this market reaction to the virus? I think reaction is due to the virtual shutdown you're seeing in areas around the world. First, it was China, which is slowly reopening now. But we've seen a similar reaction in northern Italy take place where you know, people are describing the streets of Milan as a ghost town out of a movie. Um, so it's not surprising that you're starting to see people really worry about the impact it's going to have on growth and ultimately company earnings and therefore the stock market. But it seems as if there's not quite a consensus perspective of what is happening. We see significant swings in markets. Sometimes you see three, three and a half percent drops and then you see two, two and a half, three percent recoveries again. That volatility, do you think that indicates a lack of understanding of the potential impact? I think there is a lot of uncertainty right now on the impact of the virus itself. So initially, there was this fear that you were going to have mass deaths that could rival the Spanish flu. And the consensus that's emerging from the medical community seems to be, I mean, I'm not an expert, but from what I can read, seems to be that it's going to end up being a bad flu. So when the medical diagnosis is uncertain, you then trying to translate that into an economic diagnosis is even more difficult. And initially, the view was that this would be short-lived as SARS was and affect earnings only in the short term, but it's becoming, well, our thinking has evolved to think that what we're seeing is this J-curve effect where infections rise dramatically in a country and you see these dramatic shutdowns as people are worried and that translates into the economy is going to play out in various countries around the world, perhaps not as bad as China, but certainly um, repeatedly over the course of the next couple of months, and that is going to prolong the impact. So the problem is not so much the actual medical impact, it's the economic impact mm. given people's reaction. And that is why you see this volatility in markets. So is Investec Asset Management doing? Are you also turning a bit defensive in anticipation of this poorer economic uh, performance? Well, I think we have been defensive for some time and we've gotten more so recently. We, we're not becoming extreme, we're taking it cautiously, but we certainly think that the impact could take longer to play out than markets initially discounted. There were some analysts who predicted a V-shaped correction or a spike following the initial reaction, but you think it may take longer than many people think for the market to actually recover? One of my colleagues put it really well this morning. He said, what we've seen over the course of the last decade is massive liquidity provision by the central banks. And the liquidity provision has been greater than the growth concerns at any point in time. And the question right now is whether that is still the case. And unfortunately, it seems like the growth downgrades are likely to be larger than the benefits from the liquidity provision from the Fed's rate cuts um, from any further quantitative easing that happens. And it's only once we get to the inflection point where we stop worrying about growth 
that I think you start to see any pickup in markets. Therefore, I don't buy the immediate V-shape. And I think it's going to take a bit longer than that. Of course, the US have aggressively cut interest rates and, and many other countries in the world is set to follow. What do you think of the, the South African interest rate prospects? I think there's still room for the Reserve Bank to cut interest rates. I think that the current movement in the RAND will certainly worry them, but you've seen a downward move in oil prices to compensate, so we aren't going to get inflation coming through the petrol price, which is helpful. I think the Reserve Bank's waiting to see whether there is self-help in South Africa in terms of the budget, notably. But if that continues um, to develop positively, where we see actual progress on the wages, then I think there is room for at least 75 base points in cuts from the Reserve Bank this year. And the JSE, the reaction has also been very volatile. How does the JSE's reaction compare to what we saw on, on other world markets? So the JSC, the overall volatility in the local market is going to be driven by what happens globally, partially because of sentiment, partially because a lot of the earnings on the JSC are exposed to the global economy, either via commodity prices or through South African listed companies that have large shares of their revenues coming from abroad. So it's not surprising that you see the sort of um, volatility you have. It has, however, generally been lower than we've seen in um, a number of other markets, certainly much lower than we've seen in the currency. And I would expect that to continue. But in the US, we saw the markets fall from all-time highs and there were concerns about overvaluation in some of those markets. Uh, the South African market did not come down from historic highs. To the contrary, we uh, our market is actually uh, uh, under some pressure. Do you think our market can maybe recover a bit quicker because the market fell from not the highs we saw in the US, for example? I think the key in our market is going to be what we do in this time of crisis. What we've seen in other periods of time is countries that practice self-help, that do everything they can to control the areas they can control, are the ones that recover fastest. And in South Africa's case, that means controlling the growth in the wage fall in the public sector and opening up the grid to private sector electricity generation are the two things we can get done in a relatively short space of time. I would suggest within the next couple of months that would help us um, deal with this global shock that's going through the system. And if we manage to, no, I was just going to say, if we manage to do that, then I think our, our equity markets will recover faster because they will be this forward-looking, positive view on um, South Africa's ability to recover that that will come through. If we don't do those things, then no, I don't think we can necessarily recover faster. The current volatility on the local market flows through from the volatility in international markets. So what you're saying is that there are domestic things we can do, um, with things that were promised by the president, and that could have a a positive impact despite what we see in international markets. Is that the scenario you're painting? The direction of the markets will be determined by what's happening internationally, but the beta to that will be determined by what we do locally. So if we do things locally and markets start to recover, South Africa will outperform what's happening globally. That's what I'm saying. What do you think of the evaluation of the current market? I think it depends on your outlook for the relevant sectors. A large portion of our local market is mining, um, so therefore an outlook on the global economy is key. If we think that the current deterioration in growth is short-lived, the mining sector offers a lot of value. If we think the recovery is going to take 
the world's going to slip into a global recession and we're not going to see a recovery until next year, then there isn't value in the mining sector. And we can talk through the various other areas in a similar manner. It depends on the growth outlook in each case. So that's why I keep coming back to this idea, South Africa needs to do everything it can do to support the local growth Mm -hmm. outlook. Retail investors are really worried. I've received several emails from people asking what should they do. They see some significant capital erosion. They don't want to overreact on irrational behavior from some international markets. What advice would you give normal retail investors looking at what is happening in the markets right now? I would suggest that people don't panic at this point in time. You need to take a longer-term view. So therefore, I wouldn't lock in losses at this point in time. Having said that, I'm not saying it couldn't fall further in the short term, but oh, if you prepare to take a 12-month view, I think they should be fine. On a longer-term view, I think you need a balanced portfolio. So I wouldn't have everything in equities. You want to have some proportion in income-producing assets, and South Africa produces a relatively high income at this point in time in its absolute return products or its multi-asset fixed income funds. So I would include those in your portfolio and also some measure of foreign diversification. So sit on your hands, don't try and be smart. If it's a long-term investment, ride this one out. Conditions will return to some sort of normality, you think, in in around 12 months' time. From the reading I have done, I think we're going to end up with COVID-19 becoming as endemic as the flu and the mortality rate as the data continues to be gathered, continuing to drop. So we started at 2%, we're now at 1%, it's probably going to end up below half a percent. So it'll be higher than the normal flu, but still high, and we will treat it much the same way as we treat the normal flu. Do you know how many people have died from normal flu-related issues in the U.S. in the year to date, bearing in mind that we are only two months into the new year? I don't. Somewhere between 37,000 and 45,000 people. In two months in the U.S. due to normal flu? Well, this is... Their worst season. This is their peak of winter, so it's not. I mean, it's not something that they would evenly spread across the year. But across the year as a whole, they normally have somewhere around eighty thousand people dying of flu-related illnesses. But that clearly indicates a significant overreaction, does it not? That is the view that I'm increasingly coming to. We don't have enough data. We know that human psychology is that when you have uncertainty, you overreact to the cautious side. So the reaction we've seen is not surprising, but increasingly it does seem like the reaction is overdone. I mean, what we saw interestingly this week is the World Health Organization, the advice on from last week onto Monday was that if worker is found to be contaminated, the whole factory or office should be evacuated and deep cleansed. And then on Tuesday or was it Wednesday, the advice changed to know only that employee's workstation needs to be deep cleansed now. So there's some measure of rationality slowly creeping into this. Nasmira, thank you so much for your time. And uh, I hope your predictions are correct. I think also think it's a bit of an over reaction. I think the damage to the economies around the world will be a lot more damaging than the the virus itself. That is my fear, that the damage due to people's reaction is much larger than the medical impact. That was Nasmira Muller. She's the head of investments at Investec Asset Management.